Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to today's episode of Musings with Jesus. My name is Shola. I'm your host. Thank you for joining me. I hope you are well. I hope all is good with you in your world. I hope everything's fine with you. Um, today I feel, my heart feels a little bit heavy. And um, it feels a little bit heavy because I just feel... You know, in a way, I I now understand, I think I understand a bit why the church, you know, at least in my environment, why they carry on in my contrast, though, you know, they sort of like build a Chinese wall between themselves and the world. And they behave as though, you know, as in literally there could be an earthquake outside and they will still be running their programs. <laughs> And I've always wondered about that. I felt it was really bizarre behavior. I still don't think that's the right way to behave because you're a part of a community. You should be relevant. You should be touched with the feelings of what's going on in your community. I still don't believe that's the right way. But in a way, I understand why um, faith communities will want to do that. Because honestly... I am seeing so much. There's so much. It's like God is peeling off the layers of who, you know, the political system that we are in and the evil that is coming out, the wickedness, the evil is unbearable, is overwhelming. And I'm almost like, and, you know, I'm asking myself, is this how it has always been? And then you realize that, well, yes. Apparently, but for some reason, it wasn't in our faces. We didn't know. Maybe we didn't care. Maybe it didn't touch us. But now it's so glaring that you cannot ignore it. So, I don't know. And what I notice is that it's affecting some people more than other people. Some other people are just able to carry on as though, well, you know, so long as it doesn't happen to me. Some other people are really, really touched by what is happening to other people. You know, they're not waiting for it to happen to them. They just feel, no, this is wrong. This is not right. You know, they, they're feeling touched by the injustice, by the... You know, the things, the bad things that are happening to people simply because either people are not doing their jobs well or because of the unjo- the system we have built and we, we, are, we are all living in. And that, you know, allows a lot of things, the, the system of impunity and injustice that allows people to just do anything they like simply because they are aligned with the powers that be. And sometimes I, I, you know, I just feel like maybe I should just bury myself in the Bible and get lost in the, in the, you know, the things that were going on on those days. But then I, I remember Moses and I, I, I look at Moses, I'm like, Moses was concerned about the, the fate of the children of Israel. And the Lord chose him because he could see that he was concerned. How do I know that Moses was concerned? Moses was concerned because when he saw, you know, an Egyptian doing something against his brother, he rose up against the Egyptian. Now, definitely there must have been something in him, even though eventually that caused him problems and he ran away. I mean, he killed the Egyptian. That wasn't what God, you know, that, I mean, that was his own doing. But 
it was that same man that God ended up calling to come and deliver the children of Israel. So God was interested in what was going on in the political system of Egypt because it had bearing upon what God had upon the children of Israel that were um, God's people. And what, I mean, from the spiritual perspective, what we see is that that whole domination by Pharaoh was so that he would thwart the purpose of God. Now, the perspective that I come from is that God has his kingdom in heaven and he has a kingdom on earth. And he established that kingdom on earth and it suited him to set up the kingdom of on earth. He could have decided that, you know what, I'm only setting up this kingdom in heaven and people will only enter in when they die, they leave this body. But he decided to have a branch of his kingdom on earth. And he, when he, before he left, he said, I'm giving you the keys of the kingdom. Whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever you lose on earth is loosed in heaven. He also said you should be the source of the earth and the light of the world. He also, you know, so there is indication that God wants us to impact the world that we live in. He says, let men see your good works and give glory to your father that is in heaven. So I'm, I'm just really, and I think at this point, all I just need to do is pray. And just spend time in prayer. Because my heart is so heavy, it's just heavy. I just have to pray and ask God to really, really help us. You know, help us, deliver us. And make Nigeria a nation that it will be possible to live a quiet and a peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. There is a real battle going on for the soul of the nation. And the darkness is raging. They're not willing to let up. They're not willing at all. Some people see it. A number of people see the darkness and they see the evil and they're resisting the evil. There are a lot of people who are part of the evil and then there's some people who just don't see it. Who just, you know, they don't see it. But I can see that the evil wants to overwhelm them, us completely. I can see that. Because it has been getting, you know, as in it's been getting stronger. Like, you know what I mean? It's getting more bold. It's getting more brazen, you know. So you can see that it's going somewhere. We have to restrain it. We can't sit back and let it overwhelm the entire nation because what it has done already, I mean, yesterday I read the kind of things that happened unreported in Nigeria. You hear that an Air Force jet mistakenly bombed villagers. There are like five or so of such incidents that have happened without consequence. I mean, it's so, it's, it's, and you draw attention to it, you look, you are the one that looks like there's something wrong with you. So an area that is under bandit attack, I think this was in Niger State, the recent one was in Niger State. Bandits have come, maybe 150 bandits came, ravaged the villages, I mean, um, well, not 150, I think the cattle they stole was about 150. They ravaged the, ravaged the villages, chased away the villagers, the villagers ran into the bush, and then the a jet comes, which, in fact, people, they said they don't know where the jet came from. And then it bombs the villagers who had run into hiding. And this happens many times. So you have bandits coming in, 
to attack villages. And then you then have aerial cover also aiding the work of the bandits on the ground. In a country that is supposed to have a government. And it's all reported, maybe because it's the northern part of the country, it's happening in the remote, hard-to-reach areas. We hear the stories. It's almost like you're reading a fairy tale because the story, I mean, it's like the stories live and die on the pages of the newspaper. Nothing changes, no consequence, no inquiries, nothing. When you think of the U.S., where Hillary Clinton is still, is still facing <laughs> questions about her emails, how many years after she left office? This one, no consequence. So, you know, and I, and I look at myself every day. Things happen to me and, you know, like there's some people, I'm, you know, certain things I do, I, I second guess myself. I'm forever asking God for forgiveness for this, you know. Oh, did I do the right thing? When I feel I've done something wrong, I am, you know, distressed for the whole day until I can resolve it with myself and with the Holy Ghost. And people are walking around and killing people, going back home, hugging their children, eating food, going to bed and sleeping well. Coming out the next day and facing the entire world and living like normal citizens. There's a problem. I've come to the conclusion that there must be a a how will I say there must be a place where murderers and killers are raised. Unfortunately. They, I mean, they, they, there's really an underworld. There's a, you know, there's a place and there's a process. And many of us that are in the world, we have no idea of what is really going on in the dark corners of the world that we inhabit. The way I describe it, like, you know, it's like, you know how you work in a shop, you know, those neighborhood shops where, I mean, if you watched any of those mafia films, so there'll be a front shop where it will look very legit, everything, whether it's pharmacy, it's grocery shop, they'll be selling normal things, you will not see anything, no guns, no drugs, nothing, everything legit. In, and there's one old lady or old man or a young person, you know, very decent person who opens the shop diligently in the morning, tends to customers and closes. And for all intents and purposes, it's a legit business. It is even possible that the people in the front don't even know anything other than that which they are doing. And they are part of the community, everybody knows them. But in the back, there's a basement or a back office behind the store, behind the shop. That place, you can it's locked from the inside. You can only access it from outside. In that place, you find everything that you can call a crime being done there the real money in fact the money in that place is is much more than anything that they can make in the front office all kinds of things happen there repercussions judgments attacks torture you know what i mean real mafioso mafia gang up in the back office but you can pass by that shop every day of your life on your way to school on your way to work and never know that that kind of thing is happening at the back and if ever you stumble on like you had you took the back um roads and you happen to st stumble on something that you should not have seen 
that person is not likely to be able to, to live to tell the tale. That's, I've just described Nigeria to you. So many of us, people like myself, were in the front. We're either in the front shop or we're the passers-by who walk by every day on our way to work. We know the office. We come in, I mean the, the shop. We come in, we buy things every now and then when we need it. Even if we don't buy, we know the place. We're familiar. They're part of the neighborhood. They look respectful, res respectable. We have no clue what's happening at the back. And then there's some other people who are members of the back office. They are the ones that guard the doors. They are the ones who run the drugs that is inside it. They are the ones that handle the, the blood money. They are the ones that go out and intimidate and oppress and kill. They are the ones that sanction the people who don't play by the rules. And they are the ones that ensure that everything that is done stays in the back office. And that anybody who doesn't play ball or stumbles on information they should not have heard is summarily dealt with. Hmm. It's um we need God is all I will say. We need God. We need God. We need God. I'm sorry I don't really have anything profound to say. I'm just going to read the book of Timothy. I'm going to read the um, first book of Timothy, chapter 2, 1 to 4. And this is Paul speaking to Timothy. And he says, I exhort therefore that first of all supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings, and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who will have all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth. I would like to read this in the Amplified Version, I think. Let me just, so I can get the modern-day interpretation of what this is saying. So first of all, then, I urge that petition, specific requests, prayers, intercessions, prayers for others, and thanksgiving be offered on behalf of all people, for kings and all who are in positions of high authority, so that we may live a peaceful and quiet life in all godliness and dignity. Hmm. This kind of praying is good and acceptable and pleasing in the sight of God our Savior, who wishes all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge and recognition of the divine truth. I think this is a valid prayer for my country, Nigeria, because I think except, we, we, except people change, the country will not change. There's a strain of we just we just need ah we need God. But I am I am encouraged by the fact that there are a lot of decent people in Nigeria. It's just unfortunate that they are not for the most part in leadership. But you know what it is like when the wolves are protecting the sheep. There is no way wolves can protect sheep. They consume, they tear the sheep, they destroy the sheep. That's all we have. So we're looking for shepherds to come and tend the sheep. We have wolves, as in wolves, ferocious wolves, in leadership, in government, in Nigeria, in politics. The only thing they know how to do is to tear the sheep. So I really pray. I, you know, I think now I realize that I just have to. I wonder what it was that made Paul tell Timothy this. 
I cannot, I can only imagine what must have been going on in their days because and maybe I need to read, you know, the, the chapter before. What was the context that made him talk about this, you know? He says that you may live a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness some and, and honesty. Some versions say um, godliness and honesty. Some says God is, this one says godliness and dignity. And that's what's been taken from us in Nigeria, our dignity as human beings. I know I to some people I may sound a little bit extreme, but if you are someone who's been listening to this podcast, you'll know that I have never I haven't spoken like this before. And it's because the awareness is you know, it's because of what I'm seeing. What I'm seeing, what I'm hearing, what I'm sensing, but what I am seeing. Every, and everything is just adding up, you know, why we struggle as a nation. Why some of even some of the pastors behave the way they do. They have understood the evil of our system much more than we have. I, I, I now realize that a lot of the leaders, they probably have information that we don't have. So they know the country better than we do. Which is why many of them are not ideal, idealistic as we are. And they make some choices that we don't agree with. I still don't agree with it, but now I yeah, I understand. They, they, they knew the country that we were in. We didn't know. We thought maybe a few bad eggs. We didn't realize that it was systemic. The entire, it's a mafia system. Nigeria is Colombia. I mean, as in, you know what I mean? It's a complete criminal network under the guise of politics. I'll just leave it there. And um, I think I just have to have a time of prayer. Like I said, my heart is heavy. Maybe the Lord wants me to intercede. So I will just go off and do just that. Because I this heaviness is too much in my heart. Thank you very much for listening. God bless you. Stay lifted and have a wonderful day in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.